Welcome to the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia. In the big rock candy mountains, the jails are made of tin, and you can walk right out again as soon as you are in. There ain't no short handle shovels, no axes, saws, or picks. I'm a going to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the Turk that invented work in the big rock candy mountains. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling round the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when, but I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. Oh, uh, that's right. Hey, we're back. <laughs> Holy cow, we're back. What What are we on, episode eight now? Episode eight. That's right. Sounds good. So why were you singing Folsom Prison Blues. I don't know why, Ben. I want oh. you to tell me why yeah, I was Ben's singing right. Folsom because, Prison yeah, Blues. Ben, tell us. Because uh, the Liberty Tree has been on hiatus for, you know, however many months it's been now since I've been uh, in my at my job working as a contractor in various state prisons, which has been just just awful. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, we've had to go and hire a new. Uh, uh, what yeah. do you call it? Intern. Yeah, that's right. I know. <laughs> Had yeah. to lay that other one off. Yeah, she well, she retired. I mean, yeah, you know, no. she went from intern to you went through her whole career and then retired. Yeah. And so what career. really happened? We do have we did originally have like ten or fifteen episodes ready for you, but um, our intern magically deleted them all, and that's one of the reasons why she's not here. So we're 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 holding a tryouts. Well, and I want you loyal listeners to know that I wanted I wanted them to soldier on without me and to keep the podcast going, but. We really are like a three-legged stool here at the Liberty <laughs> Tree, and if any one leg is missing, then the stool collapses. So it, it helps when there's at least three of us, I think. Because if it, it was right. just two, it'd be like, "What's up?" <laughs> yeah, what's up? And if it was yeah. just one, then it would get weird because yeah, we'd you, be like talking to ourselves. You need that one guy that can make fun of the other two when they get into a you know ridiculous conversation, as so often happens here in the Liberty yeah. Tree. So. But it's good to be back. That's right. We're glad to get back in the swing of it. So. Ah, so what's what's on our what's on the the hot plate today? Well, do you have any, first of all? Do you have any like declassified stories that you can tell? Oh, sure. Uh, I don't know if any of them are fit for for, <laughs> for decent podcasting, but it, you know, really, it's just uh, the thing. I guess if for anybody that's ever considered a career in corrections, uh, it's a lot of uh, security, as you would imagine. So it was the the tedious thing about doing the work was. You know, every door that you want to go through, everything that you want to bring in with you has to be counted and cataloged first. So if you have a tool pouch or a tool belt or a tool bag, you know, how many tools are on it? Every one of them has to be listed and counted. And, and then when you go in to do your work, when you're finished, you have to count them all again to make sure you haven't left something behind, like your hacksaw or your, you know, <laughs> you know, skeleton key. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, the, the, oh, where, where's my cake at? So, because of that, you very quickly want to bring in the fewest amount of items possible so that you can get through security as quickly as possible. But inevitably, you get there into wherever place you're working and realize, oh, but what I really need is this other item that I didn't bring with me. <laughs> so then you have to ask yourself, well, do I want to completely check back out of security however, through however many times it takes to go out to the truck and get it? Or can we just make do with what we've got? And, you know, it just it makes it difficult and, and tedious and 
you know, makes an already difficult job even more so. So are you saying you did forget some tools and you had to go through? I did not. I was, I was with a crew of guys and one of the guys left a a hacksaw of all things. (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 uh, and and he, neither he nor the escorts could leave for the day until they had gone back to locate the hacksaw. And luckily it wasn't in any place that, Jimmy it boy had it. Right. It, it wasn't any place that it shouldn't have been, but I mean, it, it could have been a big deal. It was, um, it's like, I mean, at what point do you realize, you know, I'm sure there's a guy here on the premise who, who has some MacGyver abilities to make whatever tool I need. Right. <laughs> um, I will say that it's, uh, it's more of a give and take relationship between the inmates and the guards than you might think. Uh, I, I liken it to maybe the old days of sailing in the English Navy or even like piracy where it's like you've got a captain, but he's really only the captain because the crew sort of allows him to be. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, th- th- any of those men could be punished and summarily so, but still they have to be afforded a certain level of respect for order to be maintained. And I think it's like that, at least what I've seen at the, at, at the prisons I've been to, it's that the, the guards try to treat the inmates with a certain amount of respect and as long as everybody behaves like, you know, like men, then that, you know, order is sort of maintained. But I, an, an example would be, I guess they had a couple of guys get, you know, injured one day or stabbed or something. And so the prison went on lockdown and that's sort of the, the that's the punishment when somebody gets injured like that. But then I guess they stayed on, the inmates stayed on lockdown longer than they thought that they should have. So, uh they flushed some pants down a drain that they knew would clog up the entire plumbing system. So they, you know, because it's a life safety issue, they had to send out emergency plumbers and do about $50,000 worth of work to unclog the pants, you know, and then that resulted in even further restrictions. And, you know, it it was all sort of like a back and forth as a sort of jockey for position of who's really running the show. Mm. But that's fascinating. All right. But, Interesting. Um, Maybe if yeah. I flush my pants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're glad you're back, yeah. Ben. Well, thanks. It's good to be back, and hopefully we'll be back on track and can do this uh, more regularly so that we can keep these episodes pumping out. And uh, to kind of remind our listeners out there, uh, and if you're just jumping on board to, with the Liberty Tree, I highly suggest you go back and listen to. It's not all other, prison talk. Right, and uh, just to get some context, you know, we're here for the we're we're here to discuss about the person and work of Jesus Christ. Uh, a, a real quick uh, story that kind of leads into that, that kind of plays off the prison theme. Uh, I believe it was uh, uh, Paula who was in jail when. Uh, uh, basically his chains fell off after an earthquake and the, the jailer was like, you know, you know, tell me what I need to do to be saved. It's right. like, <laughs> you know, that's gotta be God because, you know, obviously he must've overheard Paul, you know, say some things or sing some things while he was there. And the fact that Paul was still there and, yeah. uh, and Paul's response was, you know, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. And he, he didn't add anything else to it. It was right. just, you know, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and that'll do it. And so we're here to tell you that, that whatever you grew up with, whatever you were told, whatever you think, when the rubber hits the road, how you're reconciled with God is by faith that is given to you by God in Christ alone. Christ's cross and blood, his life, death, and resurrection for the forgiveness of your sins. That's right. There's, Amen. <clears throat> there's not a checklist of if I do this, 
then good things will happen for me in terms of your salvation. It is not a, there's, there's no number of good deeds you can do, uh, nor any number of bad deeds you can do that could keep you out as long as your heart is truly in salvation. And of course, it's not that we say that it's not important to do good things and be kind to your neighbor, but if you're truly, if you've truly taken Christ into your heart, then salvation is yours. But also, if you've truly taken Christ into your heart, then you will truly have a spirit like him and want to do all those good things. You will want to lead the right kind of life that the Bible talks about and that churches talk about that their parishioners do. But it's not the other way around. It's not you do these good things and God will shine on you and let you into heaven, you know. Yeah, our, uh, our desire is to have some sort of skin in the game. That's why, you know, every other religion in the world and even a lot of teaching in the church that, you know, the church is always needing a, a, a check with Scripture, is always needing a, ref, a re- reformation, if you will, uh, is that, hey, you know, this isn't, you know, the whole point of this whole shebang is not, you know, what you need to do for God. It's what God has done for you. That's right. And that's where... That, that that's what separates Christianity from the wheat from the chaff. Well, so and, and we're raised from a young age, you know, as our parents bargain with us, be good and then we'll go get ice cream. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and it's very easy and natural to extrapolate that as you go about your life, as you grow up into an adult. Yeah. And when you hear these things that, you know, if you want good things to happen to you, be good. Yep. And that's, and that's not a bad way to live your life. And in a lot of situations, that's a reasonable expectation. Right. You know, right, right. but it's not the key to getting into heaven. Right. And we get so like tunnel vision on the idea of if I do this, God's going to do this, this, you know, God's going to bless me if I do X, Y, Z. And that's not particularly always the case. He might bless you in a way that's far beyond what you're even possibly even thinking about, like right. eternal life, reconciliation with God, forgiveness of sins. But you know, when you when you teach and you preach, you know, if you do this, God's going to do this. Not only, you know, is your faith going to be rocked when what you, what you uh, uh, hired God to do doesn't come about, but also <laughs> it 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 puts you know it, it puts a totally different perspective on what uh, uh, what kind of things we should be seeking. So yeah, it's like you said, um, you know, growing up in a Christian home. You know, you, you think, I gotta do, I gotta do, I gotta do, I gotta do. And then when you finally come to that realization, well, well, the Holy Spirit ministers to you, you know, it's not all about doing, but I think it's human nature as a human. It is. To when you become saved and accept Christ, that you want to do something. You know what I mean? You always feel you have to do something. And, I'm, and I encourage, hey, people, yeah, do things for the Lord. You know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't mean, like you said, we're not saved by works, right. but it automatically comes, I think, with a changed heart. Sure. And I feel great when I do good things yeah. for, for yeah. my fellow man, when I right. do works at the church. Well, it, it's rewarding. It's like it's, Jesus says, what's the greatest commandment? Yeah. Love thy neighbor. That's mm-hmm. right. You know what I mean? What is that? I mean, yeah. what's love thy neighbor? Right. It's helping him out with things. Yeah. I mean... Doing things, right. doing things here yeah, and there. Service you know what I mean? to your fellow man. Yeah, we exactly. ho- hopefully yeah. do it in our daily lives as much as we possibly can. Which is can. a very hard thing to do. Of course. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not easy. No. Right. And the good news is, is that and this is what is so hard for me to get around, is that in those moments when it is painfully aware to me that I'm not loving my neighbor, and if I'm on that track of this is how I will behave because I am saved, I get scared or I start to have doubts and have these anxieties of 
well, how do I know I'm, I'm even really saved? I just hated that guy right now. You know, is that something that right. a Christian would do? And maybe not, but it also the good news on that is, is that in those moments of despair, there's that wonderful reminder that in Christ, this too has been something that has already been consumed by Christ on the cross. And it's not that we go out to sin so that we have more grace. I mean, even Paul speaks on that. But there's the Christian life is a daily death and resurrection. There's always a death that's available to us, and there's always a resurrection that's available to us. And not once will God go, you know what? I'm going to let you sit this one out for a little bit and, you know, and kind of cook on this a while, and then I'll give you some forgiveness. It's always there. It's always readily available. And it's so different from how we would treat each other. Right. Like, if you did the same thing to me every day that hurt me, there's going to come to a point where I'm going to put some distance in between you and me. And God never does that. Right. Well, it's like, you know, you say Jesus says, love love your neighbor. You know, it's easy to love the lovable. Oh, yeah. But it's hard to love the unlovable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And... uh that's where it gets tricky. Well, and the other thing, the way or I, hard, the, 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 what I try to remind myself of is that even if I spent as much as of my possible waking life as I could doing every good deed I could think of, what do I still deserve as far as eternity goes? I deserve to not even exist. I deserve eternal damnation. The best I can possibly do with my life, I still deserve eternal damnation. So there's one thing that can save me. And it's putting my faith in Jesus Christ and asking him to come into my heart. Amen. And that's the thing that we've got to remember is that it's, that's what it comes down to. That's the bottom line. It's, yep. it's that no matter how much you try to do good, you're still a despicable sinner. And that's just the bottom line. And, but, the, but as dire of the news is to, to know that, of, when, you, when you really think about it, it, it should make your heart sink and just be like, there is nothing, I, you know, no amount of, of good deeds can ever live up to this law that's been set forth in the old covenant. But wait, there's more. And that's where there's this light that comes shining down on your face. And it's that, you know, you're right. You are despicable and you are worthy of damnation. But God loves you so much yep. that he let his son give himself up and take all of that sin, not just for you, your immeasurable sin, but the immeasurable sin of countless people. This, this, this ball of sin that must be the size of the universe, and Christ took it all upon himself so that we could be washed clean and we could have a shot at salvation. At that, that is the most amazing news you could ever you know, hope to hear. Exactly. That's you know that's that's a gospel message there, Ben. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. make it so difficult, don't we? Yeah, we do. Like, it's got to be something it's, more. It's, yeah, we've got to really right. d- dig deep and something right. else. There's something in there. Well, but, but it's just the gospel simple, and we make it hard. Right, and 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 men corrupt that message because men have, you know, fallibility within them. I mean, and sometimes, unfortunately, it's men in positions of power, whether it's political power or religious power, or whatever they want to corrupt that purity of God's word. God's word isn't corrupt; it's pure. You know, those those people out there that think that there's, you know, things wrong with Christianity or things wrong with the Bible, they're they're what they're looking at is the things wrong with fallible sinners, but there's not a thing wrong with the purity of God's Word. And it's hopefully our job as Christians to let as many people know that as we possibly can. The idea that God saves on His own is hateful to old Adam. 
You know, right. I mean, it, 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 it's a strike to our pride. It's a strike to, you know, everything we've been taught about. Believe in yourself. Follow your heart. Follow your dreams. What's your dream? Follow your dream. Trust your heart. Yeah. Trust yourself. And it, 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 it's it, to, to hear, no, 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 I'm God saying this to man. No, no, I'm doing this. I'm saving you. I'm reconciling you. I'm, this is all me coming to you when you didn't even want me because you're mine. And, 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 and then we look for the, okay, where's, where's our price tag? Where's our skin? Where's, where's you know, how, how, what's my what's, what's part? What's the angle here? Right. You know? what, what, what part do I now do, God? It, it's always, you know, what the what. And I, I can't remember who said it, but they said the only thing we bring to the transaction of our salvation is our sin that made it necessary for us needing someone to die for us in the, in the first place. Right. What mm-hmm. you bring to the table is your sin. Right. That's, that's, it, that's it. Yeah. All, you know, and, and just, it, it shows the depths of God's compassion that he's willing to basically take, like, what, what does he get out of the deal? You know, right. He, yeah. he, 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 he gets to have his son give up his life and wash our sins away. Yeah. So, but, yep. but that just shows how much he loves us because right. it's, it's, Unconditional love, you know. Yeah. And nobody, nobody can say they're not loved. Nope. Right. Not one. God now has the ability. Well, it's not that He needs us, but God, one, God does it because He loves us because He wants His children who are dead to be alive, and two, He now can display and put on and show His love for his children by doing this. Like I, he has all these amazing and wonderful good things that are in him. And he loves to give it to us to, 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 you know, was it, um, you know, fear not little flock. It is God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And, that's and, right. and that's the thing that's something that's all I, I can't get past too, is when, when when you realize that you have been saved by Christ, when you realize that Christ died for you, when you when you when you realize that your confession is, if I'm reconciled with God, it's because Christ died for me. You know, God's not going okay, and you know, getting out the keys to the drawer and going to the safe and opening it up and giving you there yeah. you go. Here's your adoption papers. No, the Bible says it pleases God to 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 give us everything. Like it, it, it's not begrudging. Okay, I'll, I'll keep up my yeah. part of the other deal. There's no, no regrets with him. Well, and the <laughs> and the thing to remember is, no matter how much you love somebody, no matter how much you love your child, no matter how much you love your spouse or your parents or whatever, God loves them more than you do. Which is God loves mind boggling. God loves them more than you could ever even imagine loving something because That's because our, our our own little human minds. I mean, we're we're sinners. We you know we we can't we can only love so much. And even when you have the purest love in the world, parent to child, what's more than that? There's still somebody out there that loves that person more than you do, and it's God. Yeah, it's but, hard to fathom. But the thing is, if you're loving God right as best as you possibly can, your love for that person will deepen and grow. If you're truly putting God first like you ought to, then your love for your spouse will you'll you'll show your spouse better love than you would have if you were putting your spouse first. It, your child, if you're if you're truly putting God first in your life, the love that you have to your child will be better and stronger than it would ever be than if you were putting your child first in your life. 
because putting a person first is never going to be the right thing to do, no matter how, what your good intentions are. But it just, but it just, it's one of those reminders that no matter how much love there is for one person to another, God still loves his child most of all. And we are all his children. So, and that, and that should be that anybody that's listening out there that feels like that they're not loved. I mean, just imagine just how much love God has for you. You are his child and he, you know, he was thrilled beyond measure the day you were created. Yeah. Yeah. And then encourage anybody listening out there too. If you, if you don't feel love, open up the word of God. That's right. It's There's, all right it's there. It's all in there. Yep. It's all in there. One of the best places to start too, if you've never cracked open the Bible and I don't have the verse off the top of my head right now or the passage, but that's another wonderful thing about the internet. <laughs> it helps for poor saps like me who can't remember a reference. Where's the intern? Yeah. yeah. Go, go and Google uh, the prodigal son and read that story and imagine the whole point behind that story was to give an illustration in a parallel uh, that the father in that story is a representative of God and the, the prodigal son is a representative of mankind. And uh, or it's a representative of, of you know Gentiles you know right. in, in that particular story. There's a reason why for that. And take note at the father's response when he sees his son from far off coming home. It wasn't a lecture. It wasn't an "I told you so." It wasn't a laundry list of what now his son needs to do now that he's back home. It was uh, un. It was a scandalous, a scandalous expression of joy that an old man would. Would, would, would gird his, his attire and would run to his, to his son. Uh, and, and, would, and then it was party time. It, there, yeah. was, there, was no, there was nothing else other than a celebration that the father's son who was dead was now alive. And that, in a lot of ways, I'm wondering if that's how the opening scene to heaven happens. And I don't yeah. think, think it would be like that. <laughs> but it would not surprise me at all if from passing from this life to the next, if I find myself crossing over a hill... And I see on uh, not the shack, not the shack. That's another episode. <laughs> no, please <laughs> talk to someone before you can see that film or read that book. But uh, from far off, uh, uh, God the Father sprinting out of it, off of his porch to come get me. Yeah, it's amazing to think. Yeah, and and the Bible is so good, and it points to all of this, and maybe kind of make a transition into what kind of a more, you know, uh, topic that I, I guess originally I thought would lead into it, but I guess it just kind of rolled how, how it, how it did. And I think that was supposed to roll like that. Um, but is in scripture, especially in the old Testament, there's so many cool stories of people and characters and heroes of the old Testament that, that I loved growing up. Um, and, and somehow it always got to where if, and it was funny cause I put a lot of blame on people who told me, you know, this is how you can be Samson. This is how you can be Joshua. This is how you can be Abraham if you just do this. Um, I put a lot of blame oftentimes in my adult years on people who taught me that. But in a lot of ways, that's what my heart wanted, man. If, if they didn't tell me how I could be this person to get that, I would have done it on my own anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah. the reality is, is that there's so all of this stuff is to point to the real hero of the story, and that's, and that's Jesus Christ. But speaking of heroes... Yeah, so who, who? what was your favorite story in the Bible growing up, Zach? Favorite story in the Bible growing up? Hmm. It would probably either, it was something, you know, violent. 
<laughs> of course, it has to be. I mean, it was, was it was it David ripping open, ripping up the bear and, the, I love and the, that. killing the lion and mm. all this stuff? I love that. I loved any war uh, scene. I love the idea of Joshua. Uh, you know, the walls come tumbling down. I yeah. love that. I'd sing the song. Samson, the idea of him killing all those dudes with a donkey's jawbone. Yeah. Uh, that's so cool to me. Uh, even joining the whale, the idea of being swallowed by a fish scares me to death. But to me, it was so cool <laughs> that somehow he's just chilling <laughs> inside this fish. Um, I could, there's, there's, there's so many. Uh, uh, I guess another one off the top of my head, and I was kind of digging into a little bit more today and had the help from some uh, another podcast I listened to was the, the story of uh, Jacob and you know he's basically wrestling with God yeah, yeah. at least mm-hmm. an angel or something i mean right. i mean but but possibly God himself right. I, you know I and, mean. and there's many many interpretations of that passage that it's it's God he calls him lord yeah. right. and the, yep. the, the the entity the entity the, the being allows him to call him lord uh, and you know and, and <laughs> he he does all these things and uh, you know, many scholars point out that you know this is a pre-incarnate, you know, flesh form of that God put on. And one of the things that always threw me off was, how did Jacob beat him? Is I it, mean, it, it's, I mean, maybe <laughs> God threw the fight, I guess. I mean, he, so yeah. he, he, God must have bet on Jacob <laughs> to win, so he knew that if he he had to lose, see to you know collect. Sorry. Right, and so so, but it says Jacob defeated yeah. the guy, yeah. but but he it says the guy just touched Jacob's hip and it threw yeah. it out of socket. Right. So it's like you know you know up, up, there you go. But it's like there's so many when I when I first heard this story there, or how it was taught to me. You know, it was this. You know, you better hold on to God and not let Him go until He blesses you. You know, if you want to be blessed by God, you got to latch on and you better hold on with all your might, and you're going to get blessed. And I don't think that's what Scripture is saying at all, right there. One, I think this is a a, a particular passage in Scripture, a particular uh, 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 encounter between uh, Jacob and and God, and for a specific reason and specific purpose. Let's see if you'll chase down this rabbit, rabbit hole with me. Um, when God asked Jacob at the end of the wrestling match, and to me that's so cool, wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> I was like, woo! Like, like, like ah! <laughs> you know, It was like, flying elbow drop from the yeah. top tree branch. You, know? <laughs> you look just like Ric Flair for all those who can't woo! see us right now. Yeah. But. Uh, I mean, I'm just as a kid when I read that, that's where my mind immediately went to wrestling. They were wrestling. That's awesome. (laughs) But uh, uh, (laughs) sorry, that's why I get back on track. Uh, But in that, at the end of the wrestling match, (laughs) uh, God gives Jacob a new name. He says, "You know, what's your name?" And it's interesting because before, you know, Jacob. Uh, 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 kind of fit a little bit on his on his identity in order to get blessed by his earthly father right. Isaac, which is another. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that later too. That's another cool how Scripture points to Christ, but we're on this right now. Uh, and it says that God says, "Well, you're no longer Jacob. You're now going to be Israel," which basically means, uh, uh, you know, he re- who beat me in wrestling, r- right? You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, victorious with God, uh, <laughs> contended with God, uh, yeah. uh, uh, wrestle with God and won. And it's like. You know, and then you think about you know Israel as the you know nation as the people group as God's chosen people, you know, and how does this point to Christ? You might ask. It's like we're seeing a, a pre-reality that God has the ability. And stay with me. 
has the ability to put on human flesh in order to be bested by man, right. to be defeated by man. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, sink to our level, you know. And, and he, but at the same time, he was still in control the entire time. Of course. He's the, whole hip, the whole yeah. hip action, you know. And, and, he, and he does so uh, uh, to, 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 to put Jacob, Israel, on the right path. And what's also interesting is that many, 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 many generations from that moment, there'd be another time when God would take on human flesh where he could be bested by man and be defeated by man, be conquered by man, by Israel, where now it's not so much... uh, And Israel means, you know, know, uh, uh, victorious with God. Christ on the cross, when he was crucified, not only physically by man, but also spiritually by our sin, we became victorious through his defeat, through his death, through his resurrection, and through his reconciling us to himself. So it's almost kind of a precursor, uh, uh, pointing to, you know, there will come another time where, where, where man will lick me again. Yeah. But it's for... It's for his, his the own benefit good. of mankind, right? And it's how really how God's really kind of winning, yeah. Uh, and and to me, I thought that was cool. That, that is, is cool. cool. That's neat. Well, and I think um, we're probably well. I hope some people are interested to hear what uh, John's John's uh, Old Testament story is in mine. But uh, I think we're going to save that for the next episode of the Liberty Tree. But this is probably a good stopping point now. But we want to thank everybody for listening today. We're glad to be back. I want to thank John and Zach for having the patience to bear with me while I was out of town working for so long. You mean well, in prison? Yes, in prison. <laughs> I you know, finally got paroled. <laughs> um, uh, and if you can't detect my sarcasm in that comment, I'm laying it on very thick because I wasn't actually in prison. But, <laughs> but, uh, Can you tell yourself that? Let just dig that hole deeper. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but at any rate, we will be back with episode nine soon, and hopefully now we'll get back on track and hopefully have more of these episodes come out on a regular basis. But we want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll be back soon. If you ever have any questions uh, for us on the podcast here, feel free to send us an email at thelibertytreepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be happy to answer any questions you have, or if there is a topic or something that you want us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to let us know. You can find us on Facebook, the Liberty Tree Podcast. If you're on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at Liberty Tree Cast. And also we are on the church website. There's an icon on the website that's a picture of our logo. Just click on that. And to get to that website, it's familylifechurchswanee.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much. More to come later. sun went down and the jungle fire was burning down the track came a hobo hiking and he said boys i'm not turning i'm headed for a land that's far away beside the crystal fountains so come with me we'll go this was the liberty tree podcasting from family life church in swanee georgia